New video today appears to show Israel's targeted raid inside Gaza's largest hospital. You can see medics still inside Al-Shifa Hospital evacuating patients as dust surrounds them. Israel calls this a, quote, precise and targeted operation looking for Hamas, possibly hiding in tunnels under the hospital complex. The IDF released this video claiming to show where Hamas terrorists hid and stashed their weapons. We should note this is video being released by the IDF, the Israeli military. We cannot independently verify the contents as CNN is not on the ground there. Al-Shifa hospital officials have not yet commented on this. What is clear, conditions in this hospital are horrendous. Doctors are trying to keep the hospital running. They are running out of fuel and supplies, not to mention uh, there are reports of being interrogated by the IDF. Given the risk to civilian safety, Israel is under pressure to show proof uh, of whether there has been any indication of terrorists or hostages held there. Earlier this week, I asked the former Deputy Director of National Intelligence in the U.S., Beth Sanner, what she thought President Biden could be doing differently regarding Israel. I think that one of the things we can certainly do is, is lay down very, very firmly what Israel cannot do in the West Bank, because that is the thing that's going to blow up in our faces, and that makes a two-state solution impossible. Sanders' point is important because with the world focused on Gaza, key members of the Netanyahu cabinet, the coalition government that he formed, key members of that cabinet are throwing fire on the flames in the West Bank and in Israel. In the Israeli newspaper Haaretz on Monday of this week, columnist Odeh Bisharat called out two of the members of the Netanyahu cabinet for taking advantage of the Hamas attacks, taking advantage and using the attacks to advance their racist, anti-Arab agenda. Let's start in the West Bank, as Sanders suggested we should, with Israeli Finance Minister Bezalel Smotrich. Smotrich is a hateful, anti-Arab bigot. He's a far-right politician in the Netanyahu coalition, and he has broad powers over civilian issues in the West Bank. Haaretz reports that since October 7th, more than 170 Palestinians have been killed in clashes with Israelis across the West Bank. Now, way back in 2005, when Israel was withdrawing from Gaza, Smotrich was arrested by the Israeli security services, the Shin Bet. Smotrich was arrested under suspicion of planning terrorist attacks. He was held by the Shin Bet for three weeks. He was suspected of planning to block major public roads and damage infrastructure. That's according to Yidiot Achronot, a major Israeli newspaper. In 2019, the former deputy head of the Shin Bet called Smotrich a, quote, Jewish terrorist. That's according to Israel's Channel 13. Now, Smotrich denies those claims. He stated he was proud of his role in opposing Israel's expulsion from Gaza, quote, noting that he was freed without any charges being filed against him, according to a report from the Times of Israel. Now, Bisharat writes in Haaretz on Monday of this week that Smotrich, quote, sees the disaster that has befallen the country as an opportunity to plunder the West Bank. The settlers, 
who share his messianic ideology have begun to carry out their plans to purge the area of its Palestinian population, unquote. As with this scene you see of armed Israeli settlers, zealots, extremists, harassing Palestinians, wreaking havoc in the West Bank. And then there's the Minister of National Security, Itamar Ben-Gavir. Quote, immediately upon hearing of the criminal Hamas attacks, Bisharat writes, Ben-Gavir was calling for a sequel to the 2021 Arab-Jewish riots in order to devour what is left of Israeli democracy, unquote. This includes armed militias, subordinate to Ben-Gavir, wandering the streets of Tel Aviv, and, quote, the thought police, hard at work, arresting civics teacher Dr. Meyer Baruchin for posts on Facebook opposing the Israeli army's operations in Gaza and for showing compassion for Palestinian suffering, unquote. Of course, Ben-Gavir's first targets, he writes, Israel's Arab citizens who have been harassed, indicted, and arrested. Quote, not only is the blood of human beings being spilled, so is the blood of Israeli democracy, or what is left of it. Around it, a crazed band is dancing joyfully. Ben-Gavir, quote, has declared war on the Arab community, and not a single word of criticism has been uttered by the Israeli mainstream against this shameful spectacle, unquote. Yesterday, Ben-Gavir posted this video, bragging about how Hamas terrorists are receiving, quote, the most stringent conditions. Eight handcuffed terrorists in a dark cell, iron beds, toilets in a hole in the floor. To which Israeli citizen Gil Dickman tweeted to Minister Ben-Gavir, quote, Itamar, I'm begging. My cousin is now in the hands of Hamas. He's kidnapped his cousin. Your words about the dark dungeon, the hole in the floor, the handcuffs, and the humili humiliation put her in real danger. Your every tweet is a match that burns the hearts of our families. I'm begging, Itamar. There are Israelis there whose life and death are in the hands of your tongue. Please stop, unquote. But thinking about such things does not really seem to be Ben Gavir's way. He is an openly racist, anti-Arab member of a far, far, far-right party that Netanyahu joined with to form his coalition. Ben Gavir's vile views, we should know, are no surprise. Until 2020, Ben Gavir had a portrait in his home of Baruch Goldstein. Baruch Goldstein is a Jewish terrorist who murdered 29 Palestinian worshipers in the 1994 Cave of the Patriarchs massacre. In 2015, Ben Gavir attended a notorious, quote, wedding of hate in the West Bank. At this wedding of hate, the murder of Palestinians was celebrated, including the murder of a Palestinian infant. It's sick. Now in January, it seems like 100 years ago, but it was only 10 months ago. I asked Prime Minister Netanyahu about these two anti-Arab racists, these extremists in his government. You have appointed some individuals, controversial figures, not part of your party, 
um, including ultranationalists uh, Betsayel uh, Smotrich and Itamar Ben-Gavir. They joined the Likud. I didn't join them. Right. And I, uh, I direct policy. I I'm governing. I've got my two hands on the wheel, and believe me, it's going to be a good direction. Smotrich just called himself a fascist homophobe. What? He uh, suggested same-sex marriages like incest. The former deputy uh, director of Shin Bet uh, said he was a Jewish terrorist, that he tried, to, he tried to stage an event when the Gaza pullout was going on. And the other day, he was saying that the, he was putting out these horrible conspiracy theories, you must have seen this, about the Shin Bet and the assassination of Rabin. I mean, these seem like rather extreme individuals. Yeah, well, a lot of people say a lot of things when they're not in power, and they sort of temper themselves when they get into power. Uh, and that's certainly the, the case here. Look, uh, I'm, uh, I'm controlling the government, and I'm responsible for its policies, and the policies are sensible, and they're responsible and continue to be that. They didn't temper themselves once they got into power. They didn't. And if Netanyahu's hands are on the wheel, the question for Netanyahu is, does he stand by the extremism of these two cabinet ministers? Because it's not just the presence of Smotrich and Ben-Gavir in the Israeli government, it is the policies that they are enforcing in the West Bank and in Israel that are clearly inconsistent with the image Israel is portraying to the Western world at this crucial moment in Israel's existence that needs to be challenged.